What's up, guys? This is Christina Lauren, your host of the Fearless as Fuck podcast. I want to welcome you guys back to another episode coming at you live here from Sticky Paws Studio in Las Vegas. It has been a minute since we have filmed. Um, we have had the WBFF Worlds going on, which for those of you who follow me know that it has absolutely taken over my life and so excited to be back here in the studio and also welcoming someone, um, another athlete from the Las Vegas area and a new IFBB pro, Bryn Noel. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm super excited. I'm really excited to talk to you. I actually don't know Bryn very well and it was very ironic because we wound up at the same event last night <laughs> <laughs> with mutual friends. Yes, and the so, Guns N' Roses concert. Yes, which is amazing. And it just kind of goes to show how there are such like magical things that can bring people together for specific reasons. Seriously. And I always feel like the people who I've brought on this show have connected with me for a reason. And that's why this has been such a magical experience. And all of these interviews have gone so well and the connections and just the conversation. So I'm excited to get to know you better. I actually remember you from a gym when I first moved here in Vegas. You yes. had bright red hair. Yep. And I always remember thinking, I'm like, damn, this, this little thing. And she was like just busting her ass in the gym. And I feel like our, our like connections always just kind of stayed at arm's length, we always wind up in the same spots. So I always yeah. wanted to talk to you, and now I get to know you, and I'm glad I got to have some fun with you last night and yeah. get to know you a little bit before this, but um, I would love to hear more about your story and kind of how you wound up where you're at right now, uh, what you got, how how you got into fitness, um, how long you've been in Las Vegas, tell me all the things. All the things. Yeah. Okay, so let's just start from the beginning. Yeah, start from the beginning. Um, well, first I want to say that like we started talking on Instagram. Yes. Power of a Instagram. long time ago, I think. And then you started working out with my friend Sean um, or whatever. And then. Yes. And that's he actually texted me last night. He's like, how do you know Bryn? I'm like, I, I really think, don't. But yeah. <laughs> that's my one of my best friend's husband's. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I knew him through cheer. Yes. So I used to do cheer from a uh, very young age, mm -hmm. like two, three years old. Yeah. I was a competitive cheerleader for 11 years. And then right after that is when I basically transferred into the gym. Um, my whole family was super into fitness. Like I was the, I'm the only person in my family to compete in mm -hmm. fitness competitions, but we used to go to support as a family because there's so many shows here in Vegas. Right. Um, my first show was actually that I went to see was the car, the Steve car. Mm -hmm. And then my first show that I competed in was the car. That's cool. Yeah. This kind of comes full circle. It, uh -huh. Yeah. It was. But what's crazy is that when I first went to go see the show, I was always like in admiration of the people of the athletes but I was like um you know this probably isn't for me right. I don't know like I just I was so young I think I was like 12 uh I was still it's, heavily set in cheer yeah and I grew up in that environment too I did competitive cheer from when I was like six till 18 so I really? know this very well mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you eat sleep and you do cheer. it's everything it's everything yeah. but it's the same thing as prep exactly I so think I think that's, that's why, why the transfer was so easy mm -hmm. yeah so what made you decide to want to compete after all of that? Um, so I was working out uh, every day. I mean, I, th I would take a rest day, but it was, it was always hard for me to take rest days just mm -hmm. because I loved the gym so much and it was my therapy. Right. It was my, like, my happy place, my escape, you know, my stress reliever. Mm -hmm. So I tried to go as much as possible. Yeah. Um, granted, I did overtrain for a minute because I was, you know, doing it myself and I thought I knew what was best. Mm-hmm. But 
wanting to take my fitness to the next level, I think is what got me into competing. Cause I would scroll through Instagram and see all these backstage pictures and all these people competing. And it just looked so fun. It looked like a great community to get into. Yeah. Um, and it honestly changed my entire life. I've met so many amazing people. I mean, like you, and I literally just went to my best friend's wedding and we met backstage at a show. That's so cool. Yeah. It does breed such a cool community and a lot of connection. I actually had a lot of people ask me, um, when I would do some Q and A's after my own shows and like, is, you know, you show such a positive side to competing and like the community and everything. Is there a caddy side? Is there, everyone always wants to know like the, the negativity that can come with a lot of things and like anything, there's going to be something. But I think if you can look at it in a positive light and you can take your experience and make it how you want to make it, this can, this industry and this, um, these organizations and these events can be nothing but looked at as possible self-development and you know life-changing experiences absolutely so it's really cool to hear that it has done that because I know it can be really hard on people as well oh yeah and how many how many show how long have you been competing now so since 2000 um yes. 19 <laughs> okay so 18 you, uh, so 19 then do you 18. feel like it's easier for you not easier but do you feel like you um go through these shows with more maturity now and how to handle them and like how has that changed for you since the very first time you competed? Oh, absolutely. I do. Um, I look at it more of now as like an experience to meet people, mm -hmm. to just have fun, to like the, all the work is done. Yeah. You know, you're there for the experience. Yeah. Um, it's like relish in it. Yeah, of course. It, the day is what you make it. Mm -hmm. If you make it a stress ball, then it's going to be a day full of stress. Oh, yeah. If and you, a big one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because like once you start to stress, then you just stress more and more and more. But, but it's like, like a wedding. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. I mean, I don't. No, I have, I mean, like I wouldn't know, <laughs> but I, I know because I used to do hair for so long and I actually would do wedding hair and I would remember being around these brides and these bridal parties all day getting them ready. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys like just, I mean, some would, wouldn't be like that and their day would be great. But you know, if they're waking up the second, the, the second they're waking up, they're worrying and freaking out about things that they don't really have control over. It just has a domino effect. And when I was at um, my last shows, I kept thinking, I'm like, man, this whole prepping, getting ready for this show is like, it's a production. Oh, absolutely. And it reminded me of a wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're planning for months and months and months, like mm -hmm. you're prepping for months and months and, you know, the day is finally the hours. there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That's, well, that's, that's super cool. And um, that's even, that's, that's really cool to know your background too, because that's exactly where I came from. And I had a hard time transitioning or not a hard time transitioning into fitness, but a hard time finding fitness because all I knew was competitive cheer and competitive cheer was what kept me in shape. It, what kept, it kept my community, it kept my structure. And so when I didn't have it anymore, I was like, Oh my God, what do I, what do I do to actually be healthy? I didn't really know about the gym or how to work out or anything. I just knew, mm -hmm. you know, what we knew from cheer. So and then, how did you get into fitness then? So it was in my early twenties, I was like 21, 22 and then partying a lot because I just turned 21. I was in Pacific beach in San Diego. So it's like, I mean, what else do you do? What else do you do? <laughs> you just go out and drink and go out for taco Tuesdays like every week and you don't miss a night out because it's an opportunity to have an experience, but mm -hmm. you also aren't mature enough to understand that those things need to be taken in like doses and it can have a really negative effect on your body and your mental health. So it wasn't until I looked in the mirror one day and I was so unhappy. I was like, where did this body come from? Like I always grew up super athletic. So to have that, it aesthetically made me upset, but it 
I didn't like how I was feeling. I didn't feel good. You know, you are, you are a product of like the, the body you carry around. So if you're carrying around a body that's unhealthy, you're going to have unhealthy habits and you're not going to be able to live to your fullest potential or operate at a premium level and be a, like a highly productive person. And I remember there was a group that was looking for testimonials or testimonials for this like fitness boot camp, And they were going to give it free to 30 people who they could transform. And I'm like, oh, I won't get picked. And then I got picked. And I was like, <gasps> excited. But then also like, wow, does that mean I really like I'm out of shape? <laughs> like <laughs> like the, the universe is telling you <laughs> yes. like get in shape. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, crap. And so I, I joined it. And it that kind of transitioned me into like the healthier living. And it was like a boot camp style thing. You did five days a week and they gave you your um, like a meal plan just super basic, which is so ironic now, like coming full circle, but that got me into being healthier. And then I just started learning more about the gym and taking what I learned from those classes and then applying it to myself and then being able to be mentally strong enough to walk into a weight room because I don't know if you were ever at this point, but I was terrified to walk into a weight room, like with men all over the place. And, uh, you know, ashamed. yeah, yeah. All the girls are on the Stairmaster, which is fine. But like you, to go to strength training in a room like that is very intimidating. And it's, it's crazy now because that's like my home. Yeah. It's so that's com- your comfort It's so zone. comfortable. Yeah. And I actually feel like a badass when I walk in and I'm the only girl in the gym. It's like flipped the script. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that changed it. And then, you know, down the line, I found the WBFF and that sparked my want to compete because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do bodybuilding. I didn't know if that was like me per se, Mm -hmm. but when I saw the WBFF, it seemed so performance-based and that was like a mix of my backgrounds with dance and- With cheer and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was like, oh, I could, I think I could do this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that started it. I love that. Yeah. And I love how the WBFF is so similar, but different Mm -hmm. to NPC. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that too, because I think that there is a lot of shade thrown on the WBFF sometimes that they're not like a real bodybuilding organization. And I'm just like, oh, that's like saying cheer is in a sport. Let's be real. Yes, (laughs) yes, it is. And that's maybe that's not the reason why it pisses me the wrong way. But um, there's, I wish that people who think that could come and see our preps could come see because I'm in the gym grinding just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know whatever their body types are and the different, the differences. Yes, there are some and the way they want you to look and how they want you to pose, but one should not be discredited from the other. Right. Yeah. And I know you just went pro, which yes, is so exciting. Congrats again. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the week after every single day, I, I just started like bawling my eyes out for no apparent reason, just like throughout it's the a day. A lot of emotions. Yeah. And I would like maybe read a comment like, oh my God, I've been following you since the beginning. And I just started like crying. Yeah. I was just like, why? I mean, at first I was like, why is this? Why? Like, why me? Mm-hmm. But then I was like, because I fucking did it. Like, cause yeah. I put in the work because I, I got myself here. I've been through a lot to get to where I am. So mm-hmm. like, I should be proud of myself. You should. Yeah. And those, those comments are what really mean a lot too and it's not to stroke your ego mm-hmm. and it's not like that it's not and I feel it's the same to humble way. you it humble it's humbling as fuck mm-hmm. when I get messages like that and um it, that imposter syndrome probably kicks in where you're like oh well, why me like why am I the one that inspired you why am why this but you are to somebody what somebody else is to you mm-hmm. you have no idea and there's probably plenty of people who are watching you that you have no idea that don't say anything exactly um and that's kind of the power in sharing your journey it's not about you know this like 
narcissistic way of thinking or like it's like narcissistic tendencies where you're just like full of yourself or you know whatever it's not about that it's to share your journey so somebody else can be inspired to do the same because somebody else might need that kick in the ass to be like okay she can do it i watched her do it so can i exactly you know i actually have this necklace um it says why not me on it i have that on a post-it note on my refrigerator i I was just telling um my girlfriend tiffany about that Mm -hmm. yeah i mean when i started saying like why not me instead of why me mm-hmm. it changed everything yeah i had somebody he had told me to write um sean Roden actually he was like write it down christina because i was having one of those moments and he mm-hmm. was like if not me then who and i wrote mm-hmm. it down i stuck it in my refrigerator and i look at it every single day and i've talked a lot about imposter syndrome on here because i struggled with it for a very fucking long time and i don't really know where that comes from um maybe i don't know everyone has their own reasons why they get stuck in this why am I going to be this person to do this? Or how can I do this? Or I'm not qualified enough. And it's all those like negative, um, like self-sabotaging like uh-huh. thoughts almost. Uh-huh. And those thoughts will keep you from accomplishing anything. Of course. And I mean, if you had gone into your shows with the idea that you would never make it as a pro, you probably won't. You probably won't. You, yeah, it's, it's the reality. It's such a mental game. Mm-hmm. It's mind fuckery. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it is, but it's, it's addicting. Mm-hmm. You just get so in like graved in your own tunnel vision that you just you just go. I mean, at least I do. I just get so tunnel visioned. I think that's the way it works. Yeah. I actually wish I would have been able to channel that sooner in this prep, but I was going through some shit and I wasn't able to do it to the very to the very last, I wanna say like six weeks or so. But I can kind of see where if I don't what am I trying to say here? I can kind of see why I didn't get there ahead of time. And so I'm looking forward to next time channeling that a little bit sooner mm-hmm. um, and kind of drowning out all that noise because it really does play a huge role. And mm-hmm. I know I struggle with anxiety and that kept me from being as um, successful as I could have been in my last preps or not success, not as successful, but I could have been more um, productive and just worked a little bit harder without with less stress if I had gotten out of my head. Right. And even on show day too, there's a lot of girls who get in their head as well. And I think if they can kind of get out of it, it, yeah. it becomes a better experience in general. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also think that every prep is so different. That's true. And it's like true. life just throws curveballs at you. Oh, like yeah. you never know what to expect. Yeah. So I think for that time, you did the best you could. 100%. And yeah. you have to look at it that way as well. Mm-hmm. You can't really beat yourself up over it. Yeah. And you gr- you grow from every prep and you learn yeah. from every prep. So yeah. what do you, um, was there anything that you like struggled with during your preps that you can kind of think back to that maybe structured it differently for your future. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, it's really crazy to even think about, but like Mm -hmm. all of my preps just felt very right. I felt very comfortable. I Mm -hmm. feel very comfortable with a lot of structure. Me too. So I think that's why I love prep so much. I think I struggle more without prep. I do too. Yeah. Like without that structure, I get a little in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say a little, I mean a I lot. get in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but I think everyone goes through that. I've gotten better, of course, with every you know post show. Um, but it's all—it's always a struggle. Yeah, I think. What same with you? Yeah, I—I'm trying to think back, but my every prep felt right for sure. There were two preps I tried to start. Um, 
between this last show, which was two weeks ago, and my previous show, which was April of 2019, so mm-hmm. I hadn't competed in a while, I tried to start a prep twice, and I was in a really bad mental place because of some personal stuff I was going through, and I would try to start it, and I would fail. Try to start it, and I would fail. And then I'd get mad at myself because I failed. Mm-hmm. And, my, and I kept saying that to myself, you failed, you failed, you failed, why can't you do this, why can't you do this? And I would beat myself up, but I was also in a negative place. So mm-hmm. that I couldn't reverbage that to understand like, you're just not ready right now. There's something that you need to take care of before you can actually go into this prep. Absolutely. So when I finally committed to this one, it felt right. My coach knew it was right. He had known what I was going through. And finally he was like, cause I had kind of almost ghosted him. I felt so bad. I, we, him and I even talked about it on a podcast and I'm like, I just wasn't there. And he's like, I know he's like, but when you called me, early this year and you were like I'm ready he's like I knew you were and literally he was like welcome back and I was like I love that (laughs) thanks like full body no yeah no no judgment and I was so nervous because I know I had been kind of just like unprofessional and you know just kind of didn't even tell him why I would just stop I think he knows you better I think he knows yeah yeah so are you close with your coach yeah I mean I've only he lives in Canada so I don't see him often but he always went out of his way for me to have those talks with me when I needed it. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I do feel like I'm close to him, even though I don't really like see him like on a one-on-one personal trainer basis all the time, but it was cool. And then it felt right. Mm-hmm. And it felt way different than the last couple. And mm-hmm. I knew I was doing it for so many other reasons other than prep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even need to explain that to anybody. I knew inside why I needed that structure. And for me, it creates discipline and I needed discipline to get through what I was going through. And so it made me become a more structured person even outside of my life. And I don't know if I would have found that if it hadn't been for prep. I'm sure I would have been some other in some other capacity, but I like what it did. And then when the prep was over, I was starting to freak out because I was like, oh God, I don't want to ever slip back. And he, my coach was like, you know, you're not going to. He's like, you're not even in the same being anymore like you're not the same human (laughs) so so much self-growth dude it's insane every single prep it's insane like i've done seven shows and i feel like i was seven different people (laughs) that's how i've only done three but that's exactly how i I love it the first show that was a completely different person Mm -hmm. and i i hope people listening who aren't in the fitness industry can maybe get more of an insight on that because I think there is a lot of, um, there are a lot of people who look at what we do and they, it's just like, it's just aesthetics. It's just, you know, they're just obsessed with their bodies or, you know, this, that, and the other. And, it, and that's why we compete. And it's so much so more. Much more than that. Yeah. And, um, some of it's hard to explain. Some it's of it, so hard to explain. Yeah. Some of it's just so personal. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's personal. Like (laughs) it's really personal. And I think that's why I would get so emotional about, especially this one, because it was my longest one. Oh, uh, Um, mm -hmm. I, I really, really like zeroed in on myself and I really, I don't want to say I isolated myself, but I really pulled myself back to focus on it and um, invest myself. Yeah. I think you needed that. Oh, a hundred percent. I just didn't know if I could do it. I was freaking out for a little while, but Mm -hmm. um, once, like I said, I think it was around like the halfway through Mark, I think something shifted. That tunnel vision, 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 vision <laughs> shifted. Um, and from what I'm understanding, after talking to a lot of other athletes, we all kind of share some commonalities with that. And I thought it was cool to bring more athletes on this show because there's usually a why behind why we do this, mm-hmm. um, even if it's just for competitive reasons or self growth. But there's always also a little bit of like some pain that comes from 
behind these preps. 100%. And it really, it drives a lot of athletes forward to turn their pain and their painful experiences into like power, power and poetry and make it something beautiful. Poetry. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's just like, that. it's, it's the truth. And there's no one I've ever met that hasn't been through a hard situation where they've been able to channel it and use it creatively to, um, I don't know, push forward in a, in a beautiful way mm -hmm. and not let it just take them and, you know, spiral out of control. Right. So, I mean, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. I think some people turn to pain and, you know, look at it differently, but other people look at it and say, okay, you know, I'm going through this right now. There's not, you know, there's nothing that I can do, but change my situation. Like yeah. I have full control right now. Yeah. I can either sit here and like, you know, sit in sorrow and like feel sorry for myself or I can make something of myself. Yeah. And that second part is way more developing. Mm -hmm. But I think people get stuck. I don't really know for everyone what would get them stuck there. Cause I definitely, you know, sat in it in my own stuff for a while where I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just going to oh, hundred percent wallow in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to like sit, let it resonate, you know, yeah. like figure it out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really cool. Um, what are your plans now as far as competing? So I am prepping for a pro show. Uh, I'm a little far out, so it's going to be in December. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to get some good feedback just so that uh, I can go into, you know, the pro circuit next year with, yeah. with that good feedback. Um, I know a lot of people have mixed emotions about getting judges' feedback, but it's something that... I think it's important. I think it's important. I mean, you're, you're in front of these people mm -hmm. every show, so it's what they're looking for. You yeah, know? and so. that's something huge to remember. I had... And I try and tell girls that too, who get really bent out of shape about placements and everything. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you are putting yourself on a platform to be judged mm -hmm. by a certain group of people. And you have to be willing to accept what they decide mm -hmm. and not take that like to your gut and to your heart and think and and wind up thinking that you aren't as good as you really are because everyone who shows up on stage is in insane shape, probably at their best, at their oh peak, God. you know, and um, I've seen a lot of girls get really upset of those things. I'm like, okay, well, did you have a fun experience this weekend? You know, did you, are, do you look the best you've ever looked? Like, are you happy? Do you like being on stage? There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that fall into that. You know, I had someone who's, who, was upset and she was like, I don't even like being on stage. And I'm like, what why are you, are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, no offense, but no, why, but but why do this it. to yourself? Right. And she, you like being on stage? I'm like, I fucking love it. <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I fucking love it. Like I could have jitters and like nerves, but like the second my foot hits the stage, I'm just like at such peace. Yeah. I'm like, this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Uh, it's such an amazing feeling. That yeah. I can't really, I can't really explain that either. Maybe it's, maybe it's from the years of us, cheer, of cheer. I think, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of, but, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, I've, you look very graceful, very comfortable on thank stage. Thank you. It's, it's changed. I mean, this last show, definitely like we were just talking about the whole like different humans type thing. I always get like the jitters, but every time I've ever walked off stage in the past, even in dance competitions, cheer competitions, performances I've always been like shit like I could have done this better or I'm like oh that was that was kind of shaky or I'll, I'll kind of get like that and this time I walked off I'm like oh my god that was that was great like yeah. the, I, I felt calm I was breathing like mm -hmm. even before I walked on I just felt like I felt grounded like every step 
I hit the floor. I felt like I was present and I don't think I had been able to be there before. So that was really cool. But I think that's something that girls, especially new, if you're ever, people, anyone who's listening, who's like wants to get into this, like you really have to work on your mindset before you step into the competitive industry because mm-hmm. you don't want to let it fuck with your head. Mm-hmm. It and could go know, either way to yes. this sport. It could go either way very yeah. easily, which is, I'm very glad it went, you know, the positive way for me. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Cause I mean, I have seen it ruin people or like, you know, give them a bad relationship with competing or with mm-hmm. the gym or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that sucks because that's supposed to be your place of peace, mm-hmm. you know? And that would, that would really, that really sucks to have that wind up being the opposite and wind up being something that kind of like rubs you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's something that I would do for yourself and only yourself. I mean, I've heard so many people, they're like, I have so many people counting on me. I'm like, no, no, no. You're doing this for you mm-hmm. and you only. I'm like, yeah. you decided to do this. And like some people will complain like, oh, you know, I'm only eating this many calories or I have to do, I have to do cardio. But when I started saying like, oh, I get to do cardio, I get to train, like I'm blessed to be able mm-hmm. to do what I do every single day. Yeah. Like there are some people that don't get to train, that don't get to put themselves through a hard prep like this and push themselves. Yeah. You have to really like reverbage all of those. Things. Oh yeah. All of it. It's, it makes a big difference. Yeah. It did for me too. I tried to start doing that with cardio as well. Cause I was like dreading it cause it was exhausted. Mm-hmm. We're all fucking exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, okay, take this 45 minutes and think. understand and think mm-hmm. like, just think like go through your, go through your thoughts, listen to a podcast or something and just be like, you know what? This is 45 minutes that is getting me closer to yes. where I need to mm-hmm. be. It's not 45 minutes of just dying. Mm-hmm. You know, this is 45 minutes closer. Yep. And um, this is what's going to get me to the top. Yeah. This is what's going to. Yeah. Yeah. And you chose to do this and you, you chose it. You get you to, chose yeah, you it. get to do mm-hmm. this to you get, get there. To do it. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely, definitely helps. It's hard to tell someone who's not in that mindset that cause they'll probably look at you like what? Like I get to do cardio. You're like, you're welcome. (laughs) But yeah, that, that definitely, that definitely helped. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping I can, um, see more people kind of adopt those mindsets as they kind of get into preps and into things like that. I've seen it more so than not. Yeah. I've only seen negativity come out of it or like rarely, but I know that it does probably happen more often than I know. Yeah. Yeah. When is your next show? So I immediately went into talking to my coach about that and he was like, let's not plan for it. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? I like a plan. I like, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> but I, but I, I think I understand his, um, his ideology behind this because my mindset's finally right. And I'm finally dialed in. I mean, even like the two days like leading up, we would message each other, message each other in the morning before our like physical check-ins. And I remember sending him photos. He's like, and he was like, holy fucking shit. That's what he texted me back the morning of show day. And I'm like, that's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> that was oh my God, best, my whole body just got the chills. That was the best response. Yes. And he's like, it's just, it just goes to show that when the mind is right, the body is right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, And when the time is right, man, too. Like, I've, I've been waiting to hear that for so long because my mind fucked me up for so long. Like to the point where I wasn't even growing. I couldn't like, nothing was working. Like mm-hmm. your mental health is so important. Your environments are so fucking important. Your mind, the can people be your, you hang yeah. out with everything. Um, your mind can be your biggest asset or your worst enemy. Right. And you know, I also had never properly reverse dieted from my really? shows. Okay. No. And I just, I don't know why I just, I would try, but it wouldn't work. And I would just, I had a different mindset where I'm like, okay, show's over. 
Mm-hmm. Like show's over turn and I'm like, off. turn it off. And I, I don't know where that came from. Um, I, but I think it comes with knowledge comes with time and experience. And this time I was like, why, why would I do that? Like it wasn't even in my head. Just like how some people after their first show, they just want to go on a bender and eat so many snacks. Yes. And, like bring all this stuff. This time I was like, you know what? Bring like one thing with you backstage. You don't yep. need all of that. Like it's just mind control. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going back to what you asked, I think it's more so let's develop and see how you're coming along and then we'll decide. Um, Worlds for sure again next year potentially with one more in the middle to see. But I got some work to do. Um, I was very humbled this last show because I switched divisions. Um, And I was up next to some of these girls who I've looked up to for so long. I mean, even seeing some of my stage photos, like next to our four-time world champion, I'm like, that's amazing. I'm on stage. I'm on stage next to her. Like that's, that to me was insane. That to me was fuck humbling as fuck, but yeah, but like an honor, an honor to be able to be like, okay, I can actually hold my own in this division. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see how to grow now. And that's the other thing too. I had actually, when I went into this, I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to do one more show mm-hmm. back before I had my own mindset shifts. I'm like, I'll just do worlds. I'll call it quits. I always just want to check worlds off my bucket list. And now think when I think back to what, when I was saying that, I'm like, why was I limiting myself? Even mm-hmm. in those thought processes, like why, why would I ever put a cap on something that I didn't even know what the potential could be past it? Exactly. Um, and it, I journaled about that a lot because I started to understand like how I was talking to myself last year versus this year and just negative with a negative outlook like, oh, it's so expensive. Oh, this. Oh, that. And I'm like, OK, but you want it. You want it. Why not? Make it happen. Make it happen. And literally like after this show was over, I'm like what's next? And I'm like, I'm excited to get back in the gym next week to start working. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's a change. Mm-hmm. Like that was, a, that was a change of pace. So I'm, j- I'm just keeping in my mind that it'll be worlds next year again. And then that's here in Vegas. Ha- it's here in Vegas. Okay. So, Always. Um, it, I'm pretty sure for the next three years, they're trying to make sure it's here. They had it here for a while and they took it to the Bahamas and then they came back last year. And that was the thing. I'm like, wow, they brought it back. I'm like, this is the perfect time. Perfect time. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah, it was awesome. Um, I had a couple friends as well compete for their first times in the organization. So it was really cool to wow, see. Wow, that's a cool experience. Yeah, I had two posing clients compete. And I was like, this is like, I sat, I sat in the audience and she came out and I cried. And I was oh. like, oh my God. And I'm like, okay, I am in the right, I'm in the right space. Like yes. this falling into this industry, even work wise is exactly what I need to be doing. So that was really cool. But it's like, I think it's like your calling. I think it is too. I just never, even going back to the whole imposter syndrome that we talked about, like that was something that I had a hard time shifting because I always identified with being a hairstylist, which is fine. I love, I love doing hair, Mm -hmm. but I've been doing it for 10 years and I started having a passion for helping people in this way. And I was like, well, why would I, why would I change careers? I'm I'm a hairstylist. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying, Christina? Like you don't need to identify with anything. Like you Mm -hmm. can, you can switch it up if you want to be whatever you want to be. Yeah. Just and like, I feel like a lot of people have multiple, you know, jobs or multiple mm-hmm. side hustles that they, you know, put their passions into, which I I'm love. Yeah. Like, no offense, but I get bored. I get bored. <laughs> I get so bored easily. with like specific things. Yeah. So my mind has to be structured, but it has to be exciting. Structured, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the more things I can like dive into, I love. Yeah. I feel like I'm my most lit up when I'm doing things like that. Mm-hmm. But I've also been doing multiple things since I was 18 years old. So I don't really know any 
different. Mm-hmm. Um, but the nine to five is not. Kind it's of not me. for me. It's not for me. It's. I mean, I knew that from when I was like eight years old. Yeah, you just have to follow what's in your gut. I think, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm, I, I'm really excited, and it's also led me to meeting some amazing people. And I had, I was also very scared to start this podcast in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but it's opened up so many doors and so many connections with people, and gotten all of these like incredible conversations on. And the more I did it, even though I was scared as fuck, I grew just like competing like you do the things that you're scared of so they're not scary anymore yes yes there's no way around it Mm -hmm. and maybe just if you can't like not be scared just do it while you're scared and just just do it just do it scared (laughs) like if your dreams don't scare you they're not big enough yeah and i and i i'm always striving for like a bigger dream just Mm -hmm. because some of mine like they scare me of course but like i'm like hungrier for more yeah I'm like I could be terrified you yeah know what I'm saying that's a good attitude to have like I actually get kind of turned off by people who are comfortable mm-hmm. and who are complacent um in life in general like I want to meet somebody who's like no go bigger yes like okay so, oh you're gonna do that okay then what after that or not like you're doing too much or like you need to pull back or that I'm like no, I don't need that kind of. No. no, I maybe I need more time management skills, but I'm gonna, <laughs> but, but I'm gonna do, do all of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and that that attitude to me is exciting. I like meeting people who are who are like that because I don't know. I just, it's I think a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a motivated <laughs> vibe. Yeah, yeah, and you are like the proximity of people that you keep in your circle is very important. Right, like the fir- like five people. It's like it's the like, five people who you hang around the most or something like yeah. that. I do know. I I felt like when I think back to people who I used to hang out with or um, even like throughout the last like 10 years of my life, like the stages of my life and the people I was around, I was way more productive when I was around people who were pushing for entrepreneurial stuff Mm -hmm. um, and who were business minded and fitness focused because fitness, I feel like is a gateway to making your life better in all your areas. All aspects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think once, once you find that in yourself, that also develops your self-confidence levels, which then has a rollover effect on you tackling every other thing in your life. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not confident, how are, how are you going to do anything? And I mean, if you, if you eat healthier, you feel better, your skin glows, your hair shines, like it's everything, it's just everything. It's just a, like a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as do you, you coach now? I do online coaching. Yes. Just lifestyle coaching. Um, Yeah. I haven't gotten into the contest prep coaching mm-hmm. yet, um, but it's just lifestyle right now and posing. I do bikini posing. Nice. That's awesome. So if you guys need an IFBB pro bikini poser. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as, what was I going to ask you? If you were to meet somebody who was like not as confident as you and kind of I don't even want to say like they were where you were because I don't, it doesn't sound like you were ever in a place where you didn't think that you could do it. You just were finding your way into it. What's some advice you would give to somebody to kind of start their journey or like say I was a new lifestyle client of yours. What would you, and, and I was coming from a, like a low vibrational place and couldn't really find my way and really wanted to just completely change my life around. Like what are some things that you would start with to tell them to do to kind of like get the mindset shift to start actually getting onto a program? So maybe this comes from my like cheer background, but like I'm the biggest cheerleader. Like I will cheer you on like day and night. Like I'm the biggest hype woman. Um, It just brings me so much joy to like cheer people on. Mm -hmm. And same because I guess I believe in myself so much that I know that other people can believe in themselves. Yeah. 
And that's that's all it takes. Yeah. Is you just believing in yourself to do it, to take that first step. Yeah. Like you said, it could be scary. Um, but just do it. Yeah. It's I mean, it's going to help in so many ways. Yeah. Just get in the gym. If you're intimidated, just get in the gym. Yeah. Find a trainer. Um, find a friend to go with. Do just be proactive in forcing yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back to what you said too, that um, when you were mentioning like, oh, well, I have so many people to, you know, so many people are like depending on me and all this stuff. Like if you need to depend on yourself and oh, you need to, that, and that goes back to understanding what your why is because your why doesn't need to make sense to anyone else but you. And if you have a strong why, you know exactly why you're doing it mm-hmm. and you will continue to do it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. I have, I personally, and I asked because I personally have, have, have had a lot of lifestyle clients who, come to me like, I don't have support. I don't have a husband that supports me. I don't have friends that support me. I t- or like, I'll tell my friends that I'm going to do this um, experience. And like, why would you waste your money on that? And, and she'd be like, well, these are the same people who like, won't tell me to stop eating cupcakes, mm-hmm. but I you know they won't support me in making healthier decisions, but they'll tell me that I'm spending too much money on a coach. So, um, I've always tried to be that for them. Cause I think there are a lot of people who it's not just getting a coach to tell you what to do. It's getting a coach to have someone on your side right? and to, and to be there. So I'm, I'm loving seeing more lifestyle coaches like that. And um, people understand that it's more than just hiring somebody to write up your meal plan and give you a workout plan. Like it's absolutely, it's like a, you're a mentor essentially. And reaching out to a coach is sometimes scary. It takes courage to actually mm-hmm. take that step to reach out to somebody. Oh, I was horrified to reach out to my coach when I, after I had fallen off and I was like, really? help. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the worst with asking for help. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, reaching out to people is just, it's hard for me. Um, I've always had to do everything on my own, just like figure it out on my own. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't, I handle stress. I'm not going to like toot my own horn, but I handle stress very well. (laughs) I don't know why. I just stay very calm in stressful situations, um, which a lot of people do not. No, that's like a, it's, you have to practice that. I know I did mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So reaching out to somebody in times of like desperate needs sometimes backfires and like they just stress me out even more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just this like, I'm just going to handle it myself. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. No, but that's so do you feel like that was just kind of like innately in you to handle stress calmly or were there things that you did for yourself to um, help you? I mean, like I said, life just throws freaking curveballs. I mean, there was a point in my life where every day I didn't know what I was going to wake up to. Mm-hmm. Like it was just one thing after another, after another, after another. And I had to just quick response and handle it. Yeah. And I couldn't. It's like fight or flight almost. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I lived in fight or flight for I think two and a half years. Yeah. And um, I think that just kind of numbed me and just made me, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You kind of probably go into almost like survival mode. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean I don't mean to say survival mode like like life or death per right. se, but survival mode meaning like your body is trying to figure out what to do to make yourself to make itself calm in that situation so it doesn't have to endure what it's going through. Right. And living like that is a very stressful thing. So mm-hmm. you have to really calm yourself down. So I applaud you for being able to do that. It took me a long time to dismantle that shit. I think I think God helped me a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would always say just like these three words to myself. I'd like look in the mirror and be like. Just breathe. God's got this. Yeah. Like it's in God's hands. Like there's in at this moment, there's nothing else that I can do. Um, I just have to handle it and move on. Yeah. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, no matter what your faith is, you know, whether just thinking about source energy, right? it's 
it's some things are bigger control. Your, than it's bigger you. than you mm-hmm. it's bigger than you and that's what you have to give it back to and i i remember saying this to myself a lot when i was like going through my own shit trying to fight trying to figure out like where to turn to for support and i was like this is bigger than me mm-hmm. and that's all i would say and i'm like i because i would always want to be in control i'd always want to be able to fix something or handle it myself and I just got to a place where I'm like, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I have to give this back. Like I can't fix this. I can't make this better. I have to just trust in the, in the fact that what's for me will be for me and what's not for me will not be for me. And if I can just release and let go of all the things that I don't need in my life and just accept things that should be here, things will flow. Mm-hmm. But that's a hard fucking thing to do when you aren't in a space where you're already able to handle things calmly. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think a lot of people also don't realize how important it is to be present, mm, like so yeah. present in your everyday life that you need to realize who is on your side and like who is who's lifting you up and who's bringing you down. Yeah, um, it, it that could be one of the hardest things is to like realize that and then let that person go mm-hmm. or let that relationship go or situation or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever you're in. Is. But just be just realize it and open your eyes to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Well, because if, and I wasn't present for a long time either because I was just so in my head. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. When you're in your head, you aren't actually like sitting and breathing and like living in this moment mm-hmm. and actually taking in what's happening around you. You're just, you're, your head's in the clouds, mm-hmm. like in the worst way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So some of my favorite moments were just in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like when I was at my best friend's wedding. So this was, this was I was nine weeks out from USA's and I've never traveled during a prep. Mm-hmm. I went to Utah. It's hard. Um, oh, it was. It was a little mental struggle. So I was like, I was telling myself, I was like, I need to be present. I need to be here for her. Like this is her day. This is her moment. Um, I was like, just totally put my prep to the side, which I never do. I never do stuff like that. Um, I of course brought my meals and I stayed on track and everything, but it was a mental struggle because I was trying so hard to stay present. Um, but in that moment, it was just so beautiful. And I'm so glad that I was able to be there and be present and be in the moment because there was some kind of like vibe. Mm-hmm. It was just so calm. And like, uh, I just, I can't extra- like explain it other than being so beautiful. Yeah. Because they're just, they're so sweet. That's awesome. And um, I think it helped me with the rest of my prep. Like really? it gave me like a little mental break. Yeah. It was like three days in Utah. But it was just an escape. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend and I went to Miami three weeks out, four weeks really? out. Yeah. It was hard. I'm sure. We didn't, we didn't go to party. We literally went to escape. We mm-hmm. trained. We actually, did, we walked a lot. Like, we got our steps in. We we um, stayed near a Whole Foods. We made it happen. I love that. It was a challenge. And so it was, in, it was interesting to kind of switch up the prep and kind of shock yourself a little bit. And it was, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't do it that close to a show again. Yeah, but maybe like four or five maybe weeks. Maybe like, <laughs> like six weeks. But um, but I, I can relate to that because there were there were moments where I'm like, this is a really nice just like breather. Mm-hmm. And I was able to kind of just, I don't know. I felt You're like forced I forced to live in the moment, I think. Yes. And I've been trying to practice that more and more over the last couple of years too, just to be more present in general for many reasons. I just feel like you you can miss out on life so much. And especially with this day and age where we're attached to our cell phones and we're living through our freaking watches and phones and mm-hmm. iPads and whatever, like you, you kind of forget to connect. Yep. And I think that doing this podcast actually reminded me of that because I get to sit here and have conversations with people 
that I normally wouldn't have, sometimes normally wouldn't have. And you forget the power that comes behind just actually communicating and talking to somebody mm-hmm. and sharing those conversations with people. So I, yeah, I don't know. It lights me up now. And I find myself being more present and enjoying things and soaking them in. Cause I'm like, why not? Why not? Like, I don't know. Life's just better that way. And you feel more grounded mm-hmm. and you can literally understand what's happening around you. If, especially if you, maybe you're in a bad environment, like you start opening your eyes. Mm-hmm. So to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, or even your own capabilities. Mm-hmm. Like you can start to kind of read. I I kind of get intrigued and like read people like mm-hmm. by their body language and yeah, like just, I do too. just be more observant yeah. too. Do you think that ever like since you have that, cause this is what I know about myself. I don't know if I'm just a weirdo, but like now, <laughs> now that I notice that and I practice that more, I notice when people are off so quickly. Oh, so fast. And I'm like, I'm like, oof, that vibe. I, turn, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I almost like want to like, like help them but I I know that's not my that's not my business but um it's really interesting because now I notice that really quickly and I'm like I can't Mm -hmm. I can't associate with that kind of person because it just brings me out of my own like yeah my own little like happy bubble Bubble yeah (laughs) bubble of rainbows and butterflies (laughs) so like if I do see that I'll like you know send them a little prayer like I hope they're doing okay like I hope their day gets better whatever yeah I hold all space for you yes but um (laughs) I'm gonna stay over here (laughs) you stay over there yeah exactly (laughs) um but yeah like you said with social media and the phones and stuff I just literally my phone lives on do not disturb yeah (laughs) and especially when I'm training like if unless it's a freaking emergency I will not answer the phone I will not answer the text like I just that's good though you're giving time for yourself I need it. You, you ha- <laughs> yes. And our, our like phones are ju- basically just like a to-do list with everybody else's needs for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what helped me was like getting a morning routine down, which I never used to be a morning person. And now I, I don't know who the fuck I am anymore. Because really? What time do you go to bed? I go to bed now. Well, <laughs> I, I, my mind races a lot at nighttime. So I find myself even up like thinking, but I try to put myself in bed at like 11. And you get up at? 5.30. Okay. It's yeah, I get up around the same time. Terrible, but I never used to get up before nine, ever. Nine, wow. And now nine sounds so fucking late. <laughs> but this this all was developed through my prep, mm-hmm. and it just helped me. And in the mornings, it's quiet, and I so quiet, it's so and calm. peaceful and calm. And I didn't. I always knew I wanted to experience that. I just couldn't get my body to do it. But being more present with myself and understanding why I wanted to do things for myself, it started changing. And now my feet are on the floor at five thirty out my door to take a walk, and I'm like. I never, I used to make fun of my mom for like waking up early and taking walks. <laughs> what but, are you doing up? <laughs> but it's that same idea of like the do not disturb. Like that's your time, your peace. Like you, you need to carve out that stuff for yourself to be more present and to, um, you know, find that peace in your life, which will make you a better person. <laughs> right. Same thing with the morning. I usually try and get like two to three things off my to-do list before I even look at my phone. Yes, that's. I'm just like because once I, you know, once I see a notification, it's, I'm like, you're in. You got it. Yeah, you're in. You're in the matrix. <laughs> you're like, I fucked up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so it's true. Happening. <laughs> it's so true. Well, I will wrap this up there. I know I've talked your ear off, but I hope to have you back again and we can talk more fitness and lifestyle and motivation. Um, just want to let you know that I see you. I've seen you. I appreciate you. And your hard work doesn't go unnoticed. And um, I love just you. Keep, just keep fucking going. Because I'm, I don't, I'm I mean, here for it. <laughs> I don't know what brought us together, but I just freaking love you. I love you too. I'm it's so a vibe. glad. It's an instant yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> thank you so much for coming. And thank you guys for watching um, another episode. We will be back next week with another amazing guest. And don't forget to follow Bryn on Instagram. We'll drop her. I there do. she is. We'll drop her notes here. And she also, oh, one more thing. She also has a podcast as well. Yes. I do. Yes, I just started it with the my Bren, the girl that I went to her wedding. Amazing. Um, it's called Fitness and Faith Podcast. Awesome. So make sure to check that out. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fearless As Fuck podcast. It is my intention to continue to bring you uplifting, empowering, and overall inspiring interviews to help you continue to thrive and truly understand how to step into your power just like I did. I am so honored you have taken the time to listen and I'd love to connect with each and every one of you. Don't forget you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Christina.Lauren and at the Fearless AF Podcast. And on YouTube, you can search Christina Lauren, The Fearless Collective. Don't forget to subscribe and share and leave a review. I would love to know what you guys think of the podcast and also some thoughts on topics you would like me to cover and guests you would like to see on The Fearless As Fuck podcast. I'll see you next time.